Saturday night or Sunday uh, mid-morning to you. Coulter Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as ESPN Radio. Uh, coming to you here on the first Saturday of November. A lot of late nights so far this football season. It's been very, very interesting. But we have a post-game podcast slash radio show for you. And so we'll give you three big things about the Grizzlies, the three big things about the Bobcats, uh, Montana, a 57 nothing win over Cal Poly. That's why I'm salty. I hate sporting events that are predetermined, preconceived. Uh, you know, you already know who's going to win. It's there's there's a preconceived notion. There's no competitive element. And you know, Montana looked much better today. Certainly, 57 nothing over a conference foe. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, it was just, it was a formality, and when it started snowing, it made it an exclamation point on the formality. And yeah, again, the Grizz looked good, but I don't really know how to gauge if they actually improved from what's ailed them during this three-game losing streak. Yet, that's exactly what we're talking about. Big Sky Conference favorite uh, coming into the year, and uh, the number two team in the country less than a month ago, and uh, still 16th as of this week, and uh, probably going to hold at least there after a 57-0 win. Montana State wins in thrilling fashion, and uh, that was it was a frustrating day because I was watching the Montana State NAU game and very much enjoying it, and then I had to go do uh, my ESPN College Game Day show. And again, it's all good. <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to watch the Bobcats intently until the very end of the game, and then I got a chance to see... Uh, like the last three minutes, but Montana State pulls another rabbit out of their hats. But at this point, you can't call it luck because they've done it four times in six conference games, and now they're 6-0 and in Big Sky Conference play after a 41-38 win over Northern Arizona. Super, super impressive. The Bobcats, they just, I mean, sometimes when you say stuff like that, it, it becomes egg on your face quickly, but the won't be beat, the attitude that they talk about, the quote that Ty Okada gave after the Weber State game, I mean, Montana State won't be beat again. I mean, literally, the Cats are, what, 50 or 60 seconds away from being 3-3 three and three in conference play. It's amazing uh, the way that they made it happen. But I, that's what I'm saying. At some point, it's not luck. At some, time, at some point, you make your own luck. At some point, it's coaching. And uh, Montana State remains unscathed. Around the rest of the big sky here before we dive into our Three big things from the Grizz, three big things from the Cats. We also have uh, sound coming up from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach. We also will have sound bites from Lucas Johnson, uh, Grizz quarterback, Tommy Malott, Bobcat quarterback. And uh, we'll also have a short sound bite from Taco Dowler, former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, who had a huge catch. That was the play of the game on the day in the Big Sky Conference was uh, Tommy Malott, Rolling out, throwing from the hip, in stride to Taco Dowler, two former Montana Gatorade Players of the Year. Talk about marketing dream, uh, fun and impressive uh, for the Cats, the way that that game ended. Uh, so we'll hear from Tommy Malott and Taco Dowler, and uh, we'll also hear from Nick Osmo from the Montana Grizzlies as well. So ESPN Radio as well as SkylineSportsMT.com coming to you late night on a Saturday night. Here's your Big Sky scoreboard. Uh, for November 5th, Montana State 41, Northern Arizona 38. Blake Lesnar, a walk-off 
as time expires, 25-yard field goal to beat uh, NAU. Bobcats' first win in Flagstaff since 2008. Very impressive. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Another game I had to stop watching because I had to go do my college game day uh, show. And this was just because I was a junkie. That's why I was salty about not getting to watch it. You know, I got to concentrate on the college game day. And uh, it was fun for sure. Great experience. Never been so cold at a college game day, which is funny because we've done college game days on ESPN Radio. I've been doing them for five seasons now. And uh, we've done plenty of Grizz games that were very, very cold. But today, uh, certainly cold. Uh, but I had to stop watching Montana State NAU, and I also had to stop watching Sac State Weber State. And uh, when I stopped watching Sac State Weber State, Sac was up 23-14. They'd played very well. Asher O'Hara was the dude, and he, he was on our Big Sky Breakdown podcast earlier this week. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, he was a very cool guy, and that interview is very good. Worth listening to, uh, even retrospectively. But he had a huge day, and Sac State comes out with a win. Uh, but the other thing is, man, Weaver's got to just be kicking themselves because they have two conference losses now, and one of them was in Bozeman. Grant Sands snaps the ball out of the back of the end zone four times. That wasn't the only key factor in Montana State's 43-38 win, but it was certainly a pivotal one. And uh, he had a snap out of the back of the end zone in this one again, and it was so hard to watch having been there in person for his last uh, debacle. And uh, that then resulted in later on down the road, Weber State having to go for two, and they missed the two-point conversion. And so if they would have taken the one, uh, they went for two later on. It cost them what was ultimately the final margin of victory. So... Um, tough one for Weber. They're, that's their second conference loss. But how about Sac State? I mean, man, you're talking 6-0 in Big Sky Conference play, 9-0 overall because they drilled Colorado State in their up game and, and rolled through their other two opponents, including winning at Northern Iowa. So tested Sac State. I mean, truly, South Dakota State won again today. They, they pulled another one out against Northern Iowa, um, 31-28. But Sac State's getting to the point where it's like 1A and 1B. I mean, if you keep mowing them down, if you keep mowing down the the schedule that they've played, I mean, you just beat uh, in consecutive weeks Montana, Idaho, and Weaver State. That's pretty good, man. You're 9-0 in league play. You have won now, what, 21 out of your last 22 Big Sky Conference games under Troy Taylor. It avenges your one conference loss. Uh, to Weber State that you've had under Coach Taylor back from 2019. So a huge win for Sac State. The rest of the Big Sky scoreboard, Idaho uh, 48, Eastern Washington 16, Hayden Hatton, four count them, four touchdowns in the first half. You're talking now seven touchdowns in the last two weeks, and Hayden Hatton has 12 touchdowns this year. I mean, he has, he has maybe an argument for Big Sky Conference offensive MVP. It's crazy. Portland State beats Northern Colorado 35-21, so Portland State's late charge 
uh, continues. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're playing for pride, and, and that's something I appreciate, especially in this day and age where it's like if you're not good, you can just pack it in and be bad. You have to wonder if that's part of Cal Poly's problem. I just was so unimpressed with them. It was very, very disappointing given the prestige of their coaching staff, the way I know those guys, uh, the exposure we gave them this week. And a lot of things went against them. you got a rabid Montana team coming off three straight losses, and you also have – the snow and the weather and the elements and whatever, man, it was it wasn't great. UC Davis killed Idaho State forty three to three. Charlie Raggle, some uh, how do you say choice words following uh, the game. As I'm recording this, I'm uh, I'm typing in Greg Woods' uh, Twitter feed. Greg is at the Idaho State Journal, a uh, friend of ours, friend of the pod, and uh, doing a good job covering Idaho State. Uh, here's a couple quotes from Charlie Raggle's press conference. He says, we're not a very good football program and we're not a very good football team. Some of the guys are going to be done because they're seniors. The rest of you are going to be done because you're not playing here anymore. Whoa, salty. I've got coaches so pissed off at halftime, they've got tears in their eyes and they're in passion trying to get the most out of these players. And it means more to the coaches than it does to the players. Last tweet from Greg, he says, Charlie Raggle took partial blame for this, explaining his health, which, by the way, he wasn't able to coach in the game in Bozeman uh, because of a heart issue. And uh, Greg says, explaining his health prevented Raggle from being more involved with the team this week. But Raggle also said they practiced hard all week, but this is what they do. When things go tough on these guys, they don't know how to respond. So, wow, uh, some terse potentially controversial words at Idaho State's head coach. But you're not here for Idaho State drama, although that is drama and that's entertaining drama. Uh, you're here for three big things about the Grizz and three big things about the Cats. Coulter Nuanas, ESPN Radio, SkylineSportsMT.com. This is our new way of doing it here on Saturday nights. We do a post-game podcast slash uh, Sunday morning radio schedule. We got the Bills and the Jets coming up here on 1029 ESPN Radio, uh, or if you're listening on Skylight Sports, I appreciate you uh, for tuning in, for listening in. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Uh, let's go three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. The Grizz continue to just pound inferior teams. That's exactly what it is. The Grizz are uh, 6-0 and over opponents that they certainly were definitive, double-digit, and even sometimes 4-5 and five score favorites. Uh, the Grizz closed at 30 and a half points, so uh, they did cover by a long shot, but they were expected to win this game by four-plus touchdowns. So uh, we'll see how that serves them on their playoff resume, but it is what it is. It's, I was thinking this as I was walking into my house. If Montana even just would have went one and two in their last three, this game would have you – you would have had a different tin, a different tone, a different tinge to this Montana 57 nothing win over Cal Poly. It would have been a 
a better resounding bounce back statement, what, whatever, whatever. But regardless, it's what the Grizz had to do. The Grizz still have a lot out in front of them. Uh, they have to keep winning, but they got it done in an absolutely, utterly dominant fashion. Here's what Bobby Houck had to say uh, about his team after their 57 nothing win over Cal Poly. Well, obviously, it's a it's a great team win. Um, but we played well on both sides of the ball, and and in the uh, the kicking game, uh, it was a dominating effort by our team. Um, I got uh, a lot of admiration for the guys in our locker room, how they uh, are willing to invest and prepare and go play to win, like they've done every week over the last month. And it was good to see. Uh, us come out with more points than the other team on the scoreboard. Hard to pinpoint just a quick start because he scored 57 points, but he had 14 before the snow really started coming down. How important do you think that was? What was the key to the quick start? Um, I don't you know. We're typically a pretty fast starting team. Uh, we got a we got a good uh, good kickoff coverage and a good stop on defense. Obviously, we we were after him on defense, which. Um, allowed some pretty good field position in those two drives and uh you know i I thought lucas was very much on point i thought everybody was on the um on the on the we were aggressive on all three phases and uh, our offense came out and was really aggressive at the point of attack and move people and that opens up everything Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Three big things about the Cats. Number one, won't be beat. It's a real attitude, and it is a real reality now for Montana State as well. They jumped out to a 17-0 lead in this game. They ran the rock with authority, 280 yards again. Tommy Malott, 120 yards rushing. Uh, Sean Chambers wasn't available. They did it. They did the 280 yards rushing with Elijah Elliott and Garrett Kuhn, and that's it. And Kuhn was tremendous again. And uh, that's point number two about the Cats is that their run game is just so sick. It doesn't matter who they put back there. doesn't matter what they do, who, what offensive alignment they got. We'll get to that in a minute, but I'm, I'm basically jumping to my first two. But the won't be beat is the realist, but Brent Vegan, he was still unsatisfied and a little bit unhappy uh, after the game on uh, Saturday in Flagstaff. Still, though, Montana State undefeated in a Big Sky Conference play, their first win in Flagstaff since 2008. Here's Brent Vegan on the attitude of his team and what's helped them win three conference games by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Is this uh, even a better example than the last game of won't be beat? Oh, I don't know. Not really. Honestly, no. We didn't play well enough to, to look at it that way. Now, we didn't get beat, um, but I don't think so. I think we shut it down a little bit better in the fourth, fourth quarter. That's, that's what we're looking for. Sorry. But how about like the game at Eastern and the Weaver game? How much does that help in a situation like this? Oh, no this? question. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, 
going all 60 minutes. And if we had to play extra time, uh, we would have to play extra time here. So, no, I think our guys, you know, are going to come off to the sideline and, and try to get it fixed, you know, and, and fix it with effort, fix it with execution, and hang in there. And I know we have that for sure. And, and you know, um, all these close games, uh, they harden you, I guess, you know. And then said it in there, what does it kill you? It makes you stronger, and that's how I feel. You know, we got to come out of this um, a stronger team um, in these last couple of weeks, too. Kind of completely different games, but uh, kind of the same result works right down the wire. And the key play of this game, easy to point out because it's the third and long that Tommy Mallott turned into a 64-yard game to set up Blake Lesnar's game-winning field goal. That was going to help them avoid overtime. I shot from the hip. He threw from the hip. But, man, what a throw. Here's Taco Dollar. Just a quick minute. Our first uh, sighting of Taco Dollar here on the Big Sky Breakdown as well as ESPN Radio, uh, former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year out of Billings West, true freshman wide receiver for the Bobcats. What did you see on that play? How did it unfold? Uh, I, I don't really know. I just ran to open field. I mean, we've been working that in practice. We've been working scramble drill. And, uh, I mean, I, that's what I did in high school is just scrambled. And Tommy found me, so it was a great throw. Do you feel like um, you and Tommy have a pretty good connection on that from working throughout the year? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it'll only get better, too. I mean, obviously, I haven't got a lot of reps with him. And he's been helping me out a lot. I mean, he just helped me go find open space, like I said earlier, and that's what I did. So he threw a perfect ball to me, too, and it just landed in my hands. Did it seem like the ball was ever going to come down? <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. It was flickering in and out of the lights up there. And once I got it, I mean, I just tried to run. I just didn't run fast enough, but I tried. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Second big thing about the Grizz, they looked way better on offense, but it's just so hard to gauge what that means. Like, Cal Poly, I thought, was so unimpressive on defense. They were physically overmatched. They didn't align right. They didn't make any adjustments. Uh, It was an unbelievably poor effort. I couldn't believe it. Like, they they don't have a lot of talent. They're in the middle of a rebuild. It's a coaching staff that's in its, its, uh, I guess, second full season here. Yet... Cal Poly used to have culture on defense. They used to have dudes. Like, they have guys that are still in the NFL at linebacker. Cal Poly always banged, and Montana Cal Poly was always a smash-mouth affair, and that was certainly not the case today. So I don't know. I, I thought the Grizz looked way smoother, way more diverse, way more powerful, with way more swagger. But also, like, at some point, you just can't be a fake tough guy and just beat up on the inferior opponents. And I'm not saying that's what the Grizz are. I'm just saying, like, the Grizz were good. It was hard to gauge how good, given how poor Cal Poly was. Regardless, though, 419 yards rushing is no joke. Nick Osmo, 221 yards on the ground. That's no joke. 695 yards of total offense. I mean, again, at the end of the day, Cal Poly, you got to tackle somebody. Like, you got to have some pride in your program. But also, like, if you're Montana, you feel good with Lucas Johnson back at the helm and the run game rolling, even if it was against an inferior opponent. And, you know, even when they got all the way down to Isaiah Childs, who has hardly played at all this year, he was gashing uh, Cal Poly's defense. 43-yard touchdown, another short touchdown. So uh, the Grizz were way better on offense. Just how good? I don't know. We'll watch the film and see. But uh, 
certainly something to build on, at least, if you're Montana. Bobby Houck on the run game and having Lucas Johnson back. Coach, what allowed the run game to be so effective for you guys today? Um, you know, that's hard, that's hard to say. I mean, we were, we were getting their guys covered up. We were creating movement. Uh, I thought all of our running backs, in particular Nick, and I know you guys will have some questions for him, but in particular Nick, uh, ran really hard. Um, they broke tackles. Uh, they ran over people. They finished runs um, moving forward. Um, obviously, when that happens, the guys up front are doing a great job. Um, the guy to my left is probably uh, getting us into some of the right checks based on what he's seeing pre-snap. And uh, it clicked pretty well. So I, would we end up with 412? Um, I mean, that's a lot of rushing yards. Nick was special today. By the way, that was that was as good a performance as I've seen here since Chase Reynolds did it in the snow against App State for about what eighteen more yards than that, maybe. My memory is correct. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. And how about Lucas Johnson, who didn't play well against Idaho? I would say he was absent in that game, even though he's the starter and he played. Then he got knocked out of the Sac State game after engineering a long, methodical opening touchdown drive. And then he missed the Weber State game. So he came back in this game, and uh, more than his statistics, uh, which were good, 17-29, 262 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, he also had a rushing touchdown, four carries for 24 yards, rushed for a 24-yard gain on like his second or third snap uh, in this game. So the stats were good, but more than anything, it was his leadership and uh, just the composure he brings to the quarterback spot. Here's Lucas Johnson. Lucas, it seems like you guys have had so much success when you do get out to a quick start. How are you guys able to do it today? I think that's like the fifth time when you're the starting quarterback, you're up 14 nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, we preach trying to get out and uh, have a quick start. And uh, I think everybody came in ready to work today. I mean, the line, the receivers, the running backs, everybody's ready to do their job today. And, you know, uh, it, it shows when we can get out there and we execute really fast. Hey, so Lucas, I'm curious, being a Southern California kid and Georgia Tech, if you played in snow before, um, just what that experience was like. It was awesome. I mean, it was my first time really playing in snow, but uh, I thought it was cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm. Montana tough now, so yeah, I was out there no sleeves, and I was proud of myself for that. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it, it was really cool to play uh, in that type of environment with all my guys, and it was a it was a really cool experience. And I know you're out a couple bit, or game and a half or so. Um, how were you feeling heading into the game, and how did you feel once the game started? Did it feel like a first start at the start of the year? Or did you feel like you came in you know, picking up where you had left off before? Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt good. I felt good to be out there with my guys again. Uh, and you know, sometimes you uh, go through speed bumps, but you know, uh, this team's all about bouncing back from adversity, and you know, that's what we showed tonight. Lucas, in your mind, what was the key to the run game today? I think uh, it all started up front. Uh, our big boys up front freaking worked their butts off today. 
I mean, they, they were opening holes for Nick and all the running backs to, you know, have, have a field day. So I think it, it really all starts with them, and uh, I think they deserve a lot of the credit. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Third big thing about the Grizz, uh, the snow was definitely a huge advantage. Cal Poly looked like they wanted to go home pretty early on. It was an unreal disparity, not only in talent, but also effort, execution, want to, all that. I mean, Montana's got a lot to play for. Cal Poly's got nothing to play for. But, I mean, have a little bit of pride. And uh, it was one of the most overmatched teams I've ever seen. All that said, the Grizz had some fun in the press conference. And, again, I don't know what to take from this because they just destroyed a team that they should have destroyed. And, you know, can't ever say you should beat a team 57-0, especially when you're the Grizz and you've struggled on offense the last month, you know, it does feel good. But uh, regardless, Montana was in good spirits after the game. Here's Braxton Hill, Montana inside linebacker, on playing in the snow and dispatching of their California counterpart. Yeah, Lucas answered it, but for the other players, like when it starts, the snow starts coming down, like how, how fun was that? What was that like? Um, it's my first time playing in snow. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, just Braxton's from Anaconda. He can answer it. Yeah, yeah I've been uh, wanting. <laughs> I've been wanting. He does, to play he does it in September. <laughs> I've been wanting to play in a game like Sorry, that ever since I've been ten, watching the App State playoff game. So, you know, um, defense. We we were looking at the weather and we were hoping it was going to snow like that. And I mean, it was a dream come true out there. We were flying around and uh, being on that side of the ball, you, you want that weather. So it was. It's fun out there. And Braxton, just getting a win after the last month, uh, it must feel good for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like Coach said, um, you know, the guys in the locker room, um, we love each other. And all you can do is flush the, the last game and prepare and try to get the win in whoever they put in front of you. Braxton, you said you guys were hoping it would snow. I yeah. doubt that Cal Poly was probably hoping it would <laughs> snow. Uh, could you tell that they were, were kind of like, like uncomfortable with it? Did they say anything in the game about the snow or anything like that? They didn't say anything, but uh, I mean, we always say they have cold hands and they're from California and, you know. <laughs> but uh, he's not, he's Montana now. <laughs> he just said it. But uh, no, they didn't. They weren't saying anything like that. I think they wanted to get on the plane and get back home. Quite frankly, Nick Osmo is Montana's short yardage back, and uh, he really got going in this one. Here's Nick Osmo on the run game and uh, how he was able to have a career day. Uh, Nick, like when it when it starts snowing like that, and I know you like getting kind of north and south. How much did that kind of feel like it kind of fit into your style, and you can kind of put your head down and just uh, go at people? Yeah, I kind of fit with my game pretty well, just being able to run downhill and. That's what I normally do, so it was pretty easy. And when there's big holes open, and you know, it's pretty easy to just kind of run. Nick, just to follow up on that, it seemed like you were just getting stronger as the game was going. Like, could you notice that? Could you feel that? Like, even as the game was going, the snow was falling, you were just getting better and better as the game was going. Uh, I think it was a lot of kind of tiring out the defense, so just maintaining what we were doing and just be able to kind of tire them out and be able to 
break more tackles and get more push on the offensive line and just open up bigger holes and get more yards. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. And Montana moves to three and three in conference play, six and three overall. And uh, it's just so interesting the way the Grizz season could swing. But they got their two rivals back to back weeks: Eastern Washington and Missoula next week, and Montana State in Bozeman the following week. Here's one more thought from Bobby Houck. Coach, you mentioned just uh, your admiration for this group. Did, did you notice anything more sharp in terms of the preparation this week, or how did it go this week, and, and did you see the sort of performance like this coming? Um, well, I'll go back to front on that, if you don't mind. Uh, I did see this performance coming. Um, I w- we were fired up this morning at our walkthrough and all week in practice. Um, but we've, we've had uh, excellent prep every week with this. They don't know any different. They prepare every week. They play their tails off. Um, and, you know, I kind of admired them because we had, we had lost three in a row in, in a group that wants to go out and prepare like that coming off of uh, some really, really difficult circumstance. Uh, I'll just go back to this, what I said before. I admire them. And the third big thing from the Cats, man. They got that golden shamrock. Regardless of if it's uh, a won't-be-beat attitude, it certainly is a little bit of luck as well, or at least good fortune. And uh, Montana State's right it, though. At some point, you have to believe it. It's just if it happens over and over and over again, it's not a coincidence. And that's exactly where Montana State is at. Here's Tommy Mallott on his thoughts on his Saturday and the Bobcats now. 6-0 in Big Sky Conference play, 8-1 and overall. Yeah, uh, you know, Taco's a playmaker for sure. Uh, you know, back at Billings West, you know, that's obviously what everyone knew him before. You know, that's what they did to their offense. Scramble around and, he, you know, he, he, he finds green grass. So we've seen it. Um, you know, it's, it's, that situation has kind of come up in, in different circumstances throughout the year. And, I don't know, I just saw it cleanly, and, and I, you know, the ball's been sailing here, and it was, you know, it was a good throw, didn't overthrow him on that one, and, and uh, you know, he made a play for me, so it was exciting. How relieving was it when uh, Blake completed the field goal and you guys didn't have to go into overtime? Yeah, I mean, obviously, total belief in the kid. Um, he was one of my roommates, loved the kid. Um, just, uh, you know, that mindset that he has is, is exactly what you have to have as a kicker, and, and uh, you know, just we knew, we knew, we knew it was going in, so we, we believed in it. Did you think it looked like you thought you had a touchdown there uh, at the end, or um, there was a couple close calls with you and Elijah? Uh, was that, that make it kind of agonizing uh, for the end? Yeah, it was for sure agonizing. I mean, we should have scored uh, a touchdown. We shouldn't have made it go to a field goal, but uh, a win's a win, and three points is same. You know, if we went by three, if we went by seven, so we obviously wanted to punch that in there at the end. We should have, and really know what happened yet. So, uh, I mean, we'll see on film, but made it a little bit. Uh, you know, more worrisome than it needed to be for sure. Yeah. How does it, uh, you know, the, the past games, you had the big tight game against Eastern, you had the tight game against Weber where you had to make plays at the end. How do you feel that that, you know, does that help or how do you feel about what those games do for games like this one? Yeah, I mean, just being battle tested, um, you know, it's obviously if you win by 40 every game, um, which I'm not saying that that's what we're doing other than those, you know, those games, but you win by a lot, you know, you, you don't really, you know, build that, you um, 
build that ability to persevere through all four quarters. And so, you know, we're, we're battle tested. We've been doing this. Um, we played four quarters multiple times this game, multiple times this year, and and uh, it's it's ultimately what you need in a, in a good football team. So, um, no, I'm proud of the guys for for sticking it out and, and staying confident what we were doing all four quarters. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for hanging out, Coulter Nuanez. This is our ESPN College Game Day post game podcast here on ESPN Radio, as well as our post game podcast in association with Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Please. Make sure to keep it tuned here to ESPN Radio for NFL action all Sunday, including the Buffalo Bills playing the New York Jets here in just a quick minute. And uh, you can also find all full conversation, commentary, coverage, and everything else at uh, on ESPN Radio on Nuanas Now, 4 p.m. Monday afternoon. We'll get things kicked off with the Montana Football Hour. My co-host for the Montana Football Hour, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, will also hear... Uh, from Marty Mornoweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, one of my favorite guys, and he'll give us some Grizz analysis, but more importantly, he'll give us the entire skinny on the National Football League week that was. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for listening. Coulter Nuanez, ESPN Radio, Skyline Sports. Be good. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com apply. Bye.